This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane and here, as always, with the one and only Chris Valente. Chris, hello. Happy opening day. Yeah, we record this on March 31st and tomorrow is opening day for the Red Sox and Major League Baseball. So, happy opening day. Uh, We've come so long, so far in a year. But you're still not going, right? No, I can't. Uh, We count towards the capacity limits. So the less of us, the better, because we can only have so many people to come to begin with, and we need to maximize that revenue. So every one of us that walks through the door goes against the 12% limit that we're still restricted by. So what's 12% of 30, what, 30 some thousand? Yeah, it's like like 47,000. It's like 4,800. Yeah, oh, God, it's it's nothing. So, but it's better than zero. And uh, I'll be going next week on uh, the 6th with a client, a new client of mine to do a pregame kind of get together and show them their new, their new sign and have a nice little fun first time. I've been in the ballpark for a baseball game since I was trying to remember. I think it's August of 2019, August of 2019. Well, we didn't go last year and the team was pretty much out of it in September. So I didn't have many clients looking to come in September in 2019. So I think the last time I was at a game was 2019 of August. That's incredible to think about. It. <laughs> it's crazy. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, so you have um, opening day um, in Worcester. The Red Sox player, the, the Worcester Red Sox player, we, we were the alternate training site, right? So when anyone gets set up and down, they go to Worcester, right? They drive on the Mass Pike West and then head to Worcester. And uh, so our guys got here today, right? March 31st, Wednesday. So they all showed up at the hotel and all this stuff is nervous, right? We have a new hotel partner who's never done this before. Yep. So you're like, you're going to have like 40 guys in your uh, lobby like tomorrow. Uh, you ready? <laughs> and, did they uh, uh, Did they used to work with the Sharks at all? Yeah, they actually do the Railers and they've they, they've got sports experience. So that wasn't the issue. Okay. For them. They've never done us, right? Right. So, um, so I, uh, I called the person. Uh, I did the deal with the hotel people and I called the person and uh like 5 30 or 6 o'clock tonight and i was like i haven't heard from you that's probably a good thing <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes that is a good thing and uh so i said uh uh so anyway they're they're there uh they start uh, tomorrow at uh nine o'clock and they're ready to ready to rock and roll and very minor league day today because you know what we did chris what'd you do put the tarp on the field oh <laughs> i don't miss that I don't miss putting in the tarp on the field. Rolling but, that uh, out. And is it so? Is I never had to because I never worked for minor league baseball. Only minor league hockey. Is is it harder to roll it out or roll it up? Roll it. 
neither of those are hard. What's the hardest thing is when it's on the field and it's full of water. Soaked, yeah, log jam. And you've got to pull it off, and it's heavy, like heavy. And uh, it's really bad. I remember the worst tarp pull I've ever been through was, of course, in Battle Creek, Of Michigan. course it was in Battle Creek, Michigan. I was going to say, there's no way it's not in Battle Creek. Do you guys even have a real tarp? <laughs> we did. night. No, no, it was fine tarp. Two things. Same tarp. Same thing. First tarp pull of the year. We roll out, and uh, there's like three dead raccoons behind the tarp. <laughs> <laughs> So once you get past the dead raccoons that you had to roll the tarp out of, we roll the tarp, it's fine, okay? It rains. It's Michigan. It's freezing. The next day, we pull the tarp off the field. It's like frozen a little bit. Oh, good. So we're pulling the tarp, and we're pulling way up high, right? Way up high. Ice chunks. (laughs) What chunk? What chunk? What chunk? Falling down on you, and you're trying to dodge, you know, ice chunks, not to try to take your life from you. Um and, you know, that's what I did when I was 23 years old. I mean, look how far you've come. You did it again now when you Not much. I did 30, it today. I said, right? I'm doing the same now, damn thing. I said that you're doing the same thing at 38. <laughs> so congratulations. Rhymony. Uh, anyway. So, so, yes. Opening day is upon us. Or it's here. If you're all listening to it the day this is released. Which is exciting. And I, I was telling you before we hit record. I watched The Day Sports Stood Still. Which is a documentary on HBO. Uh, produced by Chris Paul, and I'd say, documentaries don't count as movies. I know, by the way. I know. You can watch this if we can get you a login to HBO. Uh, so the uh, the whole premise was it's it starts off with on the court on March 11th when you and I were recording, and the, the Oklahoma City Thunder game was postponed because Rudy Gobert of the Jazz tested positive, and the players don't know what the hell's going on, and they interview about. I don't know, 20 different athletes across different sports. Uh, Mookie Betts is in it. Chris Paul is obviously in it a ton because he's producing it. They're talking to Olympi- Olympians, WNBA players, NFL players who are in the Super Bowl. It was good. It's really well done, and it, it kind of makes it surreal to think back when you watch that game on March 11th, how the stadium is packed full of people. And they're just they're talking about sports, and the, they're showing graphs and the correlation to how many cases and deaths are going and how sports then goes back into the bubble and was the right thing to do. Everything, it's really fascinating uh, to think I'm about. I'm interested in this. Yeah, you got to watch. Documentaries don't count as movies, so I'm fine. And then it gets into the intersection of, obviously, the social justice stuff that happened in the past year as well, between Breonna yep. Taylor and George Floyd and how the NBA players approached it and what Mookie's thoughts were on it. It's It was really well done and uh, really enjoyable, specifically for folks like us and everyone listening to this podcast because you're interested in sports. Um, but it's... It's uh, it's crazy to think how much has really happened. And I had to, I had to talk. We do this. We had our company meeting today. We do a quarterly company meeting, and maybe I forget now. Monthly, I forget. And we do this thing called the last word. And this today, I had to give the last word to the whole company. And you can talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about. And I kind of talked about that of like to really sit down and process what the last year has been like is hard yeah. to do because so much happened. And at a certain point, it felt like every day we were just trying to get through into the next day versus actually like living, right? Like it was just like, okay, I need to get to tomorrow. Totally. I you had no idea what was going on. It was like, I just need to get to tomorrow. Yeah. And that's all we were doing. So you weren't really like processing what was happening. 
You remember, we were like doing this. And Rudy Gobert and like everyone started walking off. We should find that podcast. Well, that's what I was talking about. You're not even listening to me. <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie. I got a text and I was <laughs> that's what looking I just at something else. Said. We're gonna do a segment when the host, the co-hosts aren't listening because there's sometimes we we both do that. Fine, fine, fine. Start. I, I apologize for that. No, I'm not I starting over. I was I'm not, not listening. starting over. So I know, but I screwed up. I was getting a text message for, about uh, an issue that I was taking care of. Before so I, I go back I to that, can I, I I I feel you because tomorrow's opening day and Major right. League Baseball has gone. We were talking about this. Has gone full digital ticketing. Yeah. So. Everyone has to have the ballpark app, was what it's called, and you have to then sign up. You have to verify. Then we can drop your tickets into your account, and one person is dealing with all this stuff, and it's crazy because you got people who don't know how to use phones and downloads and wrong emails. My tickets aren't there. Can you help me? How am I supposed to send these tickets to my friends? It's like, oh, my God. Like, just digital ticking on the surface sounds amazing, but it's also just not great when you first launch it. Well, thanks for the heads up. And the, it's not. I promise to pay attention the rest of this uh, <laughs> podcast. I, I I apologize. I can't wait to actually listen back to you this even and do see that. how stupid you I sound. You don't even listen back ever. You never do that. That's 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 very rare by you. Very rare. So, um, but very rare. We so uh, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I know you're not gonna do that, but that's okay. Actually, I might now because I want to hear how dumb I sound. How you just completely missed what I was talking about. Right. Um, oh, we just got. I would love but, to do that. Oh. That makes a good conversation of like, let's not pay attention to each other as we talk about this on a podcast that's for voice. Let's go behind the scenes right now. Uh, we got a good email right now from a partner that you and I are working on for the Blue Sox that's reviewing their partnership for tomorrow afternoon, and will get back to us on Friday and let us know what they can do. All right, that's hey everyone behind the scenes for two minutes with Rob and Chris. Uh, oh, there we go. So. Uh, that category, I can't wait to talk about that if that deal gets done. Because that, that product, <laughs> to me, is, is, is still crazy. I still got to try it. Um, we'll do it together. So, anyway, the the documentary, it's surreal. Because, like I was saying, like I was trying to then process before I gave that, that speech today uh, about how much we've gone through as an organization. We, ironically, one of our, one of our employees on the Zoom call today was let go during the the layoffs that Fenway did, and then she was rehired this past week. So I was like, you've been hot. And she was hired. She was hired during, right before the pandemic happened. So she, in the matter of a year, she was hired, let go, and rehired. Oh, my goodness. By, I'm like, and just, I was like, think about that. Like, so much happened between, I know I'm not going, not going, for, take the political stuff aside, so much happened in our industry and in our world between pulling off massive bubbles, playoffs, TV ratings plummeting, coming back, social justice, NFL plays a full season, Super Bowl, like, not, like it was crazy. And now we're here and we're back to opening day. And my message for everybody... And still fighting it. Oh, still fighting it. But my message to everybody was, look, our world... That, that that documentary means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but for folks like me, the folks like you, and everyone mostly listening to this, it was our livelihood put on pause for the foreseeable future. What we've ever known as employees or people has been re- based around mass gatherings and bringing people together with yeah. sport. That went away overnight. Not even overnight, in the middle of a game. And then what we did as an industry to, to, to pivot and adjust and adapt and survive is a testament to who we are as a group of people. And we should try and remember some of those things. Even if you did happen to lose your job or you didn't happen to land the internship or you lost an internship, 
We all made it through. It's very, very close to the end of this. I think I saw today that Massachusetts is on pace to have, by the end of April, every adult vaccinated who wants to have a vaccine. Every adult vaccinated or every adult eligible to be vaccinated? No, every adult should be vaccinated that wants a vaccine by the end of April, early May. Um, I don't understand the people who don't. We, we're not going to go down that road either because of <laughs> Right, you, you're getting good on your headaches. I don't want to cause yep. another one. Get vaccinated, get your shot, go for it. So it's we're there. We've made it. Life is coming back on. Congrats to everybody who's at this point. Opening day will mean a lot more different things to people tomorrow. There'll be fans in the stands for the first time since September of 2019 at Fenway. Our industry is back. It feels better. It feels every day just feels like things are happening. If you've been this patient and stuff hasn't gone right for you, it will. It will be okay. I talked to a college last week. They asked me that question. I'm graduating in May. What should I do? I'm concerned. I said, look, it will be okay. I promise you, if you do what you're supposed to do, you stick to your plan. It may not be the timing you ever thought, but that's life. It will be okay. And for folks like us, everyone should go watch that tomorrow um that's the day sports stood still and just give yourself some it's on hbo i know you can't watch it but most people should don't have hbo so yeah there we go happy opening day everybody this is positivity wednesday thursday day (laughs) it feels good again i don't know if the red sox are going to be good or not but honestly i don't even care who cares i don't care right because like it's like okay great it's gonna be baseball we're gonna be outside it's gonna be warm soon we're gonna have some beers and hot dogs let's and I end, this is how I ended the meeting. Let's just play fucking ball. Like, <laughs> let's play ball, baby. Let's go. So I'll be ang- I, I'm I'm anxious for it to get started too. Um, I feel so weird. I'm not gonna lie. I, I um, for me, I feel weird. Um, opening a ballpark's hard. That's what she said. And not know like it's um, not knowing what's going on. Um, Man, it's just it's it's harder because there's no communication, not none, but you can't like I don't know if I saw you like running down the walking down the hall, I'd be like, hey, can you get me X, Y, and Z? And you'd ask me the same thing, and now that's like an hour meeting, right? It's and it is on a Zoom call from. Can you do three to four on Tuesday? No, I only can do three one to two on Wednesday. How about I can't do one to two? I want to blow my brains out when that happens, um, but like. I, I, I'm ready to be around human beings. Um, I'm ready to be around people. I'm ready to go do what we do, right? And I'm ready to go show people around. I'm ready to go execute, right? And go do all the stuff. And uh, I'm, I just, I want to go do it. It's It's been a long, long, arduous road. I had started recording, recording, I was wrong, writing quote-unquote daily like logs back when this all was first happening because I was like I this feels like something that I should have for later in life and I just got to a point where I couldn't keep doing it because it just kept getting more negative as time went on yeah right and I was like I just this is this is not going to be fun to read ever but I almost kind of wish like at this moment in time I can kind of bottle up how it feels that after all of that the hardest point of any part of our lives in society that we'll ever probably go through, hopefully, <laughs> uh, we all made it. And we're back, we're here, we're back, and 
life just feels I'm like I'm literally to put this like I'm looking at booking a trip in August to go on vacation vacation what's that well that's exactly like when you wouldn't even dare dream about booking that you're like there's no way that's gonna happen right like six months ago no chance would you be like if you told me like six months ago i could go on a vacation coming in this august you'd be like what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) it's not gonna i remember we talked about you going to italy like uh, i don't know if this is on the uh podcast or not but we were talking about like hey man like the Flights to Italy, and this is like if you went in like July, like this past July, you're like, they're really cheap. And really like, cheap. We? And at the time, you had no idea. It was like, eh, this will be done. Yeah. Right? You're like, yeah. And it's freaking March of the following year. April. Oh, April. 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 April of the following year, you're like, holy Christ. And anyway. it's just, yeah, it's surreal. And... But the, the thing I'm trying to get to, and especially as you know of my health and the headache that I've been having. Acupuncture, man. Acupuncture. Acupuncture is a miracle, by the way. Everyone out there, if you need to get, if you're at your wit's end and you just want to try something, go get some acupuncture and some eggs. Because <laughs> that, <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, so, but yeah, no, it's it's crazy. and But there's so much positive that did come out of this. And like, we, we I think the the work-life balance will be a real thing, I hope moving forward for some people and yeah trying to figure that out but yeah no it's happy opening day i think there's a real work-life balance i might change in subjects here but i don't care no let's change subjects no is there, what do you mean i guess ask that more direct what, what is that does that mean something different to everybody else I, I i never understood i feel like work-life balance is a buzz ter is a uh, is a buzzword like i feel like your work-life balance is different than my work-life balance and like what you think is in balance and what you don't. And what my wife thinks is uh, work-life balance is different than what you and I think. And then what, uh, I don't know, pick Sam Kennedy. Uh, his work-life balance might be different. Um, pick a- anybody else, right? Like I feel like there's not saying. like this magical formula of work-life balance. Like, I, if you were to say you could go do your thing and like and take a couple days off and go play golf and like go take care of your kids occasionally, like that works for me, but you got to go do emails at 10 o'clock at night. Like, all right. So I think, so here's, you know what I mean? Here's where I, that, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Our industry, obviously that term is very broad because you can't balance something if you're required to be at a game. Like there's no, there's, there's certain things you can't get around. I think the the, the difference should be moving forward specifically for our industry because i'm not going to talk about other people i don't know anybody else's industry i've never worked in another industry is when there is opportunities to provide people an outlet or time off you do it because it used to be and the old school mentality was and this was like how you showed how strong strong you were it was like we just worked two week homestand we're here at midnight every night but monday morning we're back here 9 a.m like what like what? Why? 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 Like why? Like oh, so we're tough. Like we like, no, we're burnt out now. Like let's be, let's be real. Let's be honest. Let's yeah, be I'm human. exhausted. We're exhausted. Just... Like go golfing. That like great job, everybody. We had some issues, but we're gonna fix them on Tuesday. Take Monday off. Like has a three day weekend. Do so, like you know what I mean? Like just little things like that. Or it's also it's also set at the top. Work life balance is set by the culture at the top. If 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 your boss is sending you emails at one a.m. You then have this expectation that you need to be responding to them, right? Really? Is that the is that the expectation? I bet you it is. If you ask most younger 
younger people or, or, or underlings for sure. Now I feel horrible because most of my emails come from like but if, eight, uh, but if you, hours of eight to yeah. But if you set that expectation that look, I this is what I'm doing this because this is the time I have the ability to do it because I have a family. I don't expect you like if you have that precursor, at least tell people in advance this is going to come. I don't want you to respond to it until tomorrow. Yeah, you don't morning. have to respond. I just want you to. But some people, think, I need to respond. Right, but some people don't have that mantra. Some people don't even. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 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 Like, right. and it's also like. Have you ever communicated that to your staff? I don't know. I think that they find it funny <laughs> more so than anything else. It's like, oh, Rob's there. Rob's there cranking away emails again. But again, like, I, you're also not what I would deem as a hardo. Uh, no. <laughs> where you might work for someone who's like, well, if I'm working, you should be too. Like, it, When I say work-life balance, because of the technology that we have and because there's no real off button – it's trying yeah. to find the time when you can have the off button that it actually is an off button, right? That's it. And it's hard. It's really hard because we've been so programmed and trained to continually be on call 24-7. If our client emails us, we just like immediately, like, oh, got to respond, right? Like, And if you don't, people are like, well, where is he? Where is she? You have a yeah. phone. And during the work I- hours, absolutely. Like you should be able to respond to an email. If it's 9 o'clock at night, do you really need to hit the reply See- button? Yeah, but I, I'll say this: I have trouble more responding during work. Uh, during yeah, but you're in a you're in a very else. unique situation. Like take take building ballparks yeah, right, aside. Right, right. Like we're two three years into wo- the Worcester, you shouldn't have to be as crazy as you are right now. You'd hope. Yeah, you're right. You're you're most most yeah. You could right. mostly get most of your job done in a normal circumstance in a call it stupid nine to five, but nine to five window. Right. Yeah, I understand. I skipped out of work on uh, and I. Uh, uh, I skipped out of work on, I don't know, Friday last week, to go pl- uh, to go play. Yeah, but you were with a client. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we could say that. Well, you know, a vendor, client, whatever. But like, that's yeah, that, 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 that's that's needed for sure. And like, I, it's just the it's the and I don't care. No, no <laughs> nor should you. Like, but gonna, like, also. I think, look, you're at a point in your career where you cannot care and you can do that. Like, you're you're such a boss. I think sometimes when the messaging comes down, like, we do, like, I will give some time, like, credit where credit's due. Sometimes with our executives, we'll say, okay, this Friday we want make, or this upcoming week, we want to make sure, like, there's no unnecessary Zoom calls. Like, if you have to do something, understood, but internally turn off the Zoom. We're not doing any of this. Like, let's everyone just take a break, go, go relax, whatever. Like, and sometimes you just need that reminder from the executive team. Just I think that's a good idea. I do a terrible job of that. You help me become a better boss. Oh, I should listen to front office features. <laughs> Not a better boss, a better person, right? I don't ever like the term boss, but uh, uh, I think that kind of I'm terrible at the reminders. Like you know, go chill. Yeah, like I think, and especially when you're young and the, everybody's beating into your head, like, oh no, you gotta just be the yes person and do everything and everything. Yes, that's true, but you also just need a break. Like we, everyone has a breaking point. Like, just why, what's the point of burning the person out? Yeah. I'm with you. Um, and I get it. I think one of the things, too, I, you know, everyone, this is a overtime thing. I love Marty to death, but I think we worked more hours just to work hours. Like, we had to be there at 9 or 10 in the morning on a Saturday for 7 o'clock. Oh, I remember those days. I remember those days. And like game like, day, they're like, oh, we need, to be here, we need to be here at 8 a.m. The game's not till 7 p.m. I'm like, I didn't do anything. Right. What was it Until, do? like, but, one or two in the like, afternoon. Well, the phone might ring. And someone might be looking for tickets. It's like, okay. I did nothing. I hope Marty listened to this. He used to make us come in at 10 in the morning 
on Saturday games. It would start at 7 or 6 or something like that. And, I don't know, we would always have a game day meeting, like, right after lunch. I would totally F around until lunchtime. I would then go with other colleagues of mine to go have lunch, <laughs> come back, and then do the right, meeting. It's just, and then it's, it's like, all right, it's game day now. It's unnecessary right? time. But then, like, why was I there? You're not, there was no reason for you to be. And I think that's the – but but to Marty's – um, it was that's the way to do it back then. Of course, you know? it was like that's this is the way we do 15 it. Fifteen years ago, that's what you do, and it's still probably it's probably still out there. Of like, there's old traditions of like, no, it's game day. We're here till midnight, and we're back here tomorrow morning at nine a.m. It's like, why, why, why? Like, yeah, like I don't know. Especially now, especially now that we've learned everyone can do this all from home. Like, there is no reason to make someone feel like they have to fall out of their bed, get in a car, commute for hours and then like get back in the office and feel like they're actually going to be productive, right? What's going to be more productive? A right. rested person or someone who's exhausted just getting through the day because they have to be there? Uh, yeah. I hear you. And um, um, I think, um, look, I think it's changing a lot, uh, but which is good. But anyway, um, I wanted to talk to you. So this ad read says, it's Rob again. It's time to talk to you about hosting your own podcast with our distributor, Blue Wire Pods. But you know this is me, so I don't really have to say it's me again, right? No. Because it's just me. This is Rob. I'm just reading If this someone's thing. listening to this and they don't know who's speaking, then we have a problem. But anyway, um, you can host your podcast here on our, with our wonderful partner, Blue Wire Podcast. And there's no better place to hire than Blue, uh, place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle has created, uh, was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where the best place to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive a person, uh, you'll receive personal cover art. Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and e-learning courses full of tips and tricks. Uh, and now, on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for just 15 bucks a month. 15 bucks a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup fee. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to me or us or when we have guests, Gabby Rowe is a great guest, uh, talk about your favorite team and then uh, uh, make your voice heard in Hustle. Ex uh, acceptance into the program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. That's again, bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out uh, the description box in this episode uh, for more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. And by the way, if you're ready to do more than just listening to me, right, and talk or or to us, talk about your favorite team. I guess they, they do have a lot of favorite team discussions. To me, that just seems like a foreign concept. But um, yeah. that's okay, right? Yeah, sure. Anyway, talk about whoever you want to. Anyway, Blue Wire is a great place to do it. Uh, we had uh, the our boss, right? Our Blue Wire boss, the uh, CEO, uh, Kevin Jones, right? And um, our one of twenty-four bosses, yes. We have a million bosses. Anyway, you just got a new boss. I did. 
<laughs> I say it so excitedly. But uh, Redbird, uh, Redbird Capital um, is a now officially uh, owner of uh, part owner of FSG, right? Uh, yeah. He, or is it just the Red Sox? No, it's all of FSG. There was a big, yeah, great. Uh, the, the press release went out today, yeah. So uh, the Redbird Capital invested a significant amount of cash for 11% stake in the company, which if you read the press release carefully, it is going to be used to make FSG bigger. Um, and then LeBron exchanged some of his Liverpool in, uh, equity for shares in all of FSG, along with Maverick Carter and actually Sam Kennedy. So Sam Kennedy's an owner now too? Yes. Good for Sam. I have to read the uh, press release, but uh, Sam, uh, front office features former, guest. Uh, Former front office features guest. We'll have to go uh, I, pump that we one We should out. probably get LeBron on this now. now he's, he's, he's a, I think so. We have a connection, right? Six degrees of separation, right? Everyone says that there's six degrees of separation? Yeah. Think about it. You know us. We know Sam. Who knows LeBron? LeBron. Lev knows LeBron. Lev knows LeBron. So does Clarky. Right? So all of those people... Uh, I Especially Clarky. I'm probably the closest we with have, Clarky out of all those have, that you said. Two degrees of separation from LeBron. Yeah, right. Clarky, LeBron. Yeah. And imagine when you get to LeBron, where your spider web goes. <laughs> it goes pretty far. <laughs> right? Crazy. Six degrees of separation with him. We're already at two with him. From there, you go to every almost every NBA player. Not almost every NBA yeah. player. Well, probably some guys probably have never, he's probably never Music. Yeah. I know. Six degrees of separation. I'm, you know, three I'm, from Jay-Z. I'm two from, I'm two from Eddie Vedder. Right? So Elise, uh, who runs the Theo's Theo's Foundation, uh, Theo Epstein's Foundation. I just say Theo, people. Yeah, Theo Epstein's Foundation. Her and I are very close because I work with her on the UMass Boston stuff. And I actually was talking to her the other day, and I said, Elise, I am dying to go to a Pearl Jam concert because my buddy and I were supposed to go to MSG last year before this all happened. And she's like, Oh, Eddie was texting me the other day. He's going to send me a, a song for Hot Stove Cool Music for their, our event. And I was like. Eddie Vedder was Eddie v- texting. texting She's like, oh, yeah, he texts me all the time. He's such a good guy. I'm like, if you want to just drop him my number, it's like, if he wants yeah. to come on. What do I need to do to, uh, to to get on a FaceTime with him? Yeah, so and I was telling her the story about how I got to see him in the, with the, only the 500 people at the Paradise in Boston. And then when Rachel and I went to Ireland and saw him perform just by himself in Ireland, that was like the coolest Pearl Jam week of my life. Uh, she's like, he's such a good guy. He's genuine. He always asks me, like, how I'm doing. How can I help? Like, what's out there? like... That's so, so good to hear because, like, he seems like a good dude. I love it. And then he's just genuinely a good human being. It's like, she's like, oh, my God. And I said, it's like, it's funny. The athlete in us is like, oh, yeah, Theo, fine. Like, I know you said, like, I was like, yeah, that's cool. But, like, work in sports. It's always like the athletes want to be musicians and musicians want to be athletes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm saying that's way cooler that Eddie <laughs> better man. text you than <laughs> Theo Epstein. But some people say just that a dude. He's just a dude. I'd be nervous to talk to Eddie better. Uh, yeah, because he's, I feel like he's probably not easy to talk to. Because he's kind of a, right, I, he's kind of a weird dude. He's a yeah, little they're artists. Yeah, they're no, artists. like yeah, to, like I, I could shoot the shit with Theo Epstein because we have so much in common about like the, the industry we work in. Yeah, but I think you could get going. Eddie loves baseball, right? He so does. Yeah, easily you could easily see where that you know goes. What's, you know what's sad though? He probably knows more about like baseball than I do right now from a fandom perspective. Oh, totally. I don't know. Anything. I have no. I, I people were telling me some names the other day, and I'm like, who? <laughs> like I used to know <laughs> everybody on every team, every box, like. It's just kids, right? You just, you, you just can't. Like, in fantasy, I don't play fantasy baseball anymore because of time. Yeah, I just, right, I just don't know enough 
baseball players and I work in baseball. It's hard. It's like, yeah, I know nobody. Nobody. Yeah, there's guys that I'm like, who? <laughs> I got how much money? <laughs> uh, peel back. We're doing like this kind of peel back the curtain kind of random uh, episode yep. right now. Why I wasn't paying attention to you is I was texting with the great Janet Marie Smith. Um, you know, she designed uh, episode three. Well, she didn't four, design probably? episode. She was on episode three. No, I'm sorry. She designed episode. Jeez, uh, man, I can't talk. <laughs> Uh, she was on episode three or four, and she's wonderful. She designed Camden Yard. She rebuilt Fenway Park. Woosa, Woosa, Worcester Stadium. She just just did the uh, giant uh, big thing at Dodger Stadium, right? And obviously uh, the designing Polar Park. And we were texting about uh, signage artwork uh, for potential clients. And that's why I wasn't paying attention to you. Well, that, that is more important. Janet, Janet Marie Smith was uh, texting me, and she's like the greatest person. I love her. She's very nice and uh, very talented, and it's a pleasure to get to work with probably a Hall of Famer. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, a, and, a, and an absolute trailblazer. Yes. She's a badass. Yes. Like, the, she went into a very niche thing to do and has been her hands. Her hands have been on the most prestigious ballparks in America. Yeah, she's amazing. So anyway, that's why I wasn't paying attention to you. So uh, I, I kind of if, apologize. If, well, you know, let's keep going behind the scenes because this is digital ticking right now. Yes, yeah, sorry, Pam is Scott's wife. He just logged out and logged back in, and he's still unable to see. No tickets. Verify email address. Used to purchase tickets. He verified the account. Still nothing. Could oh, you geez. could you forward it over to this him? This just gives me a headache. <laughs> then respond. Right can you have them refresh it one more time? I just reforwarded the link. <laughs> this is <laughs> Digital tickets 101, baby. That's oh, you're giving me a wait. You just you wait, just you I'm wait. Gonna, um, how do I anyway. get it to my friend? I want to give my friend, I want to come at different times. You have to forward it to their account. They don't have an account, they need to download the app and get the app, put their email address in. Well, I have to verify their email address. How do they do that? Oh my god, <laughs> no, just don't come, just don't come. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. The love of Christ is not worth it. Smash their phone into the ground. They're like, ah, forget it. Doesn't work. You can't go to this stupid game anymore. Can you? First of all, like, not to be ageist, but how many old people go to baseball games? This is going to be a disaster. <laughs> the hiccups now. It's going to be a disaster. Like, your booster clubs are like, the Woosocks screwed us up. Their tickets don't work. It's like, oh my God. Download the app. Yeah. What app? <laughs> What's an app? What's an app? I have an Android. I have an Apple. Oh, my Lord. Oh. It's literally what I've been dealing with for the last two weeks. But the good news is, you know what's shocking? So I found this out from our ticket sales staff today. I asked them. I was like, so how is season ticket sales going? They've had their best off-season since March of 2017. Oh, my God. Better than after the World Series. People are yeah. dying to come back. Dying to get out. <clears throat> I have. Uh, we sold out of our season ticket. I know. Like, right? It's so not surprising. Like, I, I thought we would have. It's April, first of all. It's going to be crappy weather. I have more clients asking me for tickets. I'm shocked. It's like people might want a ticket. They're not even fat. They're like, oh, come in. Get me tickets. It's like, great. Can't. Oops. I have the hiccups because we, um, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> um, I did talk to a guy who went to the Bruins game last night. Oh, how, did, uh, did he, did he, how was it there? That's the sponsor. He said it was good and weird. Well, it was sure. good to be half, there. Half empty. Weird. But he says the mask police were. 
intense. Good. Right? So you have to be, like, actively eating or actively drinking. It's like you either, like, sip, mask, sip, mask. Well, because, and this is the reason why, the fear of God has been put into our ushers and everybody because we can't be on TV and have the government looking at us being like, well, you told us you were going to do this, and now you're not, and now you're shut down. Yeah, you down. can't. You have to be. Oh, man, the hiccups. Can you hear me? I can't, oh, yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> When I, I'm not going to lie. When I get the hiccups, I get them the worst. So this should be the fun rest this of the podcast. This will be forever. Do you want me to take it from here? I'm going to talk for the next this 20 minutes. This will be, I'm going to, I've tried like every hiccup. <laughs> I'm going to try every hiccup. I have a podcast and I have the crazy hiccups. What am I doing? Hey, there's a hiccup again. And I'm going to be hiccuping This is on video, hours, by the way. Hours, this is on video. Hours. Like, just going like <laughs> just, Alina's going to put this together as like a, just a hiccup me. Just, hiccup. That's a blooper. Uh, we wanted to talk about your interview. I know that was a weird transition out of hiccuping. <laughs> Holy cow. I'm going to be hiccuping forever. Anyway, Gabby Rowe is great, right? So we talked about him and his high growth sports. Yep. You know, he works. With, he, they heard of us through the spike ball interview, right? I'm trying to get rid of these freaking hiccups, <laughs> and um, I'm failing miserably. It's okay. And um, so he's a SBJ forty under forty guy, great guy. We had a wonderful conversation. Um, he thought there was. Uh, we were talking about what, when he's looking at people, right? What are some of the things that he looks at? He says there's four things, and I totally agree with you. I agree with him, not you. <laughs> I can't think of these freaking hiccups. I don't agree with you. Oh. I agree with him. I knew, as soon as you said that, I was like, am I going to call him out or is he trying to breathe? <laughs> oh, my God. The hiccups are hiccuping my brain. And you're still laughing, so now you're not going to get rid of me even more. Oh, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. I can get the hiccups hardcore. Hardcore. <laughs> oh, my God. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are people listening to this thinking of, like, these guys are morons. That's fine. I'd rather listen to, take, to that than some... I'm supposed to take career advice from these two idiots? Yeah, hey, hey, yeah. I mean, what are we on? Episode 128, 29? No, 130-something. Wow. Look at us. Anyway. <gasps> Fuck. <laughs> you want me to... I'll anyway, take it. Gabby... It's four pillars. Yeah, I know them. Four I know pillars. them. I know them. Want me to read them for you so you can try to breathe? Yeah, geez, so I can so, talk. Four pillars. Smart. People skills. But not book smart. Not book smart. Yes. Just smart. Well, smart is a very broad definition. So we can talk about it. smart. Okay. People skills, hardworking, and give an F, also known as care. Right. Passion. So smart, to your point, not necessarily book smart. It's also, it comes down to common sense, most of this, right? So right. using your brain to figure out and solve a situation when it presented to you. That's how we work. Like, we're probably. also kind of says. Kind of like uh, know the room. That's so uh, key. Like people are so bad at that sometimes, right? Like, right. So he he was saying like, know us. He goes one. Be smart. Know that Gabby Rowe is a guy. Right. Yep. He's easy mistake to make, but know that I'm a guy, right? And Maestro, I did not put this together, but don't tell Gabby that. Um, Maestro Sports and Entertainment. ROE is from his last name, right? So it's like, be smart. You can figure that out. And I was like, oh, shit, I can't figure that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I can't even solve how to get rid of the hiccups. Um, 
He was a lacrosse but, player, right? Yeah, and a good one. Yeah. And he ran so ran Major League Lacrosse and uh, a great guy. Uh, so anyway, it was be smart, but it was also like he said, know the room and like don't don't send me a bunch of big worded emails with all this like buzzword stuff. Like I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> Hiccups, man. Hiccups. <laughs> anyway, uh, so be smart. What was the second one? People skills. People skills. Um, I think that's kind of the know the room one. And, um, you know, uh, he, he was adamant on, like, you know, relationships matter. He he was only, you know, good because these hiccups are, um, because of the relationships that he built, right? And those are the people skills. You can't tell people to go F off. I'm looking at you on the Zoom, and you're like, I mean, <laughs> you're you a straight face. You're trying, oh, to, trying to, to have a real conversation. You're trying to talk seriously, this. and every five seconds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so be yes, yes, you, you, yes. Uh, hardworking, <laughs> hardworking, <laughs> hardworking. Oh my God, I'm not very hardworking with these hiccups. Um, and care the care one. I'll take the care one. So, look. Passion and care and all that stuff sounds very easy to show, and it's it's more about your actions than your words. Like people, people are so transparent too. Sometimes with their BS when they try and like talk a big game, and sometimes I, I right now I I have I am fed up. This is the care part. Fed up with some of the crap that I see people post on LinkedIn, like that's so transparently BS. Of like, like what? When they first were first like the leave a company and they thank ninety five people that they worked with of how happy and how amazing places. But they're like, then also, or when a deal gets done, seventy five people are tagged and this is the best thing ever. Like it's it's essentially like look at me, look what I did type deal. Like I'm so happy I did deals. Give me a kudos. Like I'm just like come on. This LinkedIn is getting. A little over the top for me in some cases. I read it and I'm like, it's good for some people. Just have turned it into an absolute like. There's a there's. A, I think I sent you that Twitter thing that the best of LinkedIn where people are posting these motivational, ridiculous stuff. Don't get me started on the motivational. And it's stuff. like I don't. You're so full of it. You don't believe half the stuff you just read. There's no way you live your life like this. Like, let's be real. Let's have an honest conversation. There's a difference between caring and passion and being just a bullshit artist. Let's be thankful for today, guys. I am so thankful that I am up and running, and I'm like thankful for today. You should be thankful too that you have this opportunity. Let's go take this opportunity to death. Look, pal. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of hiccups here. I can't even fuck worry about you. I'm trying to get through the day just like you are. I'm very enthusiastic. Something, I care about, a lot something of... about your audio. Did, I... did you turn your volume? What happened? I can't hear you anymore. You can't hear me anymore? Do you sound like way away all of a sudden? I don't know. I was bouncing around, so maybe something happened. But uh, I don't know. I'll we'll try it. But uh, yeah, LinkedIn. I can hear you fine. I can hear you fine. And anyway, the the passionate. Maybe I'm just fired off because I can't get rid of these stupid hiccups. Um, the motivational quote guy needs to to go to go away. And then you post is like, believe in yourself. It'll all work out. Yeah, like come on. Like it's one thing to be. Do you think this is New England's? Cynicism? No, I'm not even uh, from New England. Yeah, but New Jersey, close enough. Uh, Northeast no, cynicism. No, no, no. Like, th- look, 
I'm a big believer in inspiration and getting your your people fired up and be able to to motivate them through a good speech or a good talk. But like some of the stuff is like, come on, like this is not nobody nobody sees that and is like, let's go, baby, ready to go through that wall because that that quote anonymous. That's that's just what I needed to know today. Like, get the get the hell out of here. Like nobody that's that's not the real world. Like, I don't care about cynicism. Like, that's not how people get motivated. People get motivated by passion and care. To that, what he's talking about. I just about. don't. Not. I just don't. Like, cliche bullshit. I just don't think it's genuine. It's That's what I'm saying. Right? It's clearly transparent that there's no way. Like, I saw one the other day was like, you know, if, if, if you can find time to watch March Madness you and fill out your bracket, you can find time to be up at late at night prospecting. I'm like, go to hell, bro. Like, who the hell are you? Like, people want to have fun and do a March Madness bracket that means they have to be up all night prospecting? Shut the yeah, hell of up. Course. Uh, of, course, of course that's true. Yeah, like, of course that's true. Get the, like, go pound sand. Like, you must be a fucking blast to hang out with the parties. <laughs> Well, if you can do your March Madness, so, sorry guys, I, I can't drink. I, I can't. I can't go to the party tonight. Well, I, ah, I got some major prospecting to. <laughs> it's it's like, Saturday, or you know, just chill for a minute. Like, by the way, I'm always Ardo. prospecting. I'm always prospecting, but I'm not telling people you can't fill out your bracket because you should be prospecting at the same time. Like, get, yeah, go do whatever you want to. And all the all the posts about you know how much revenue is lost by companies because everyone's sitting and watching March Madness. Yeah, who cares? Like it's or, a, or how much is actually gained because it's a you know a morale builder exactly. And it actually, or people in the office are communicating like their brackets <clears throat> matter and everyone cares. It's like a, and it's you, called you know culture. You have yeah, yeah people, you, you create a some culture. Some people you are have, just such buzzkills and downers about certain things. Like just look, there's a time and a place for everything. You don't have yeah. to be the person on twenty four seven. Like let your guard down. Be a human being. Free Jesus, Lord Almighty. Yeah, I think. Uh, what was I saying this? Uh, it's like just be genuine to a fault, right? Yeah, like be I think yourself. Interview stuff too. Like when you're talking, it's like I, you know, I could tell the people are like studying their buzzwords before they get in, oh. and uh, I can see right through it. Of course, and they ask. <clears> I, I like people ask sometimes on an interview, like they're just asking the cliche questions. You're like, that's not what you really want to know, right? Like, yeah, right. So. You actually, but speaking of informational interviews and pandemics and such, you had a, a call today or yesterday or whenever it was um, about people trying to make a career, what a, a career career change. So, or, I, so yeah. In a, I think. Do you, want, do you want to get in this one now, or do you want to save this one? <laughs> I, we can. It doesn't matter. What do you want? No, uh, we stink. We right, stink. We're, we're we stink. We stink at the. It, this um, this wasn't teasing. This wasn't necessarily stemmed from this person in general. I just it's just top of mind. Uh, but I think it's a big thing that everyone's going to face coming out of this pandemic. A lot of people did a lot of soul searching because they did a lot of alone time. And I think a lot of people have questioned whether or not they're doing what they're supposed to be doing with their careers and their lives and looking for new roles or looking up for opportunities or new challenges because they need to like start clean, right? Yep. What I would give everyone the advice of being is like, I am all for that. I completely will be supportive of that if that's what you decide to do. One, make sure that's really what you want to do before you make any rash decisions because it's may not be thinking completely clear because it's not been the real world for the past year. You haven't been in an office. You haven't had the experience that you typically would have. But here's the other thing of advice, and we, this will we'll keep it short. If you're looking to make a complete career change and do something that you've never done before, 
the likelihood of you then being able to pull that off and transition into a well-established organization in any field, in any type of organ, like any type of job is very, very low unless you know the person doing the hiring who you're very close with, who trusts that they can hire you because they know you. Yeah. So you get what I'm saying? Like if, if your resume well, is loaded with eight years of marketing and you see a director role because you've now been doing something for eight years in a completely different field of your background with an organization, let's call it, I'll make this up, Sam Adams, and you want to go do that job because you think you should make a director salary now, Sam Adams isn't hiring you. <laughs> like, hey, there's a million other people that Who have... already have the, the qualification. <clears throat> you know who will hire you? The upstart brewery down the street who has a garage and it's a, it's a, it's a startup and you, they, they're willing to take a chance on you because they like you and they don't have a million applications. That's how yeah, you right. can make your career change. You're not career changing into the Chicago Cubs at, yeah. a, at a director or a vice <clears throat> president level, right? It's just not happening. They don't need to do that. And it's whether or not it's the right approach that organizations take, they're just not doing that. Um, so just be smart and strategic about it. If you're going to do it, know you're likely going to take a step back title-wise, salary-wise. This isn't universal. Obviously, there's 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 outliers, but it's going to be the reality. Like I was like, I'm just telling people the cold hard truth. Like I don't want to set you up for hope when there really isn't going to be like they're not really going to look at your resume once they get past the first line because you don't qualify in any regard for this role within this type of organization. Yeah, I think <clears throat> But obviously, people make career changes all the time. Completely. But I think one of the things that you just got to, if you're going to go do a career change, great, right? Who am I to tell you that you're wrong? Go change all you want. thousand percent. But you're probably going to have to take a little step back so that you can go do, like, um, you know, to so that you can go prove yourself, right? Because you just can't come in there and say, like, I'm the best thing since sliced bread because I used to do X. Well, you're doing Y now. And I've done Y for 15 years. Who the hell are you? Well, also, it's usually like, oh, it sounds like a cool job I'd like. It's like, again, you're back to almost like an entry-level situation now. Like, oh, that sounds yeah, like a right. cool job I do. Like, well, I'm trying to hire an executive director. <laughs> Not somebody who wants right. to Right, so I guess here's a good example, right? <clears throat> I oversee all revenue at a minor league baseball team, right? Yep. I oversee all the revenue of a minor league baseball team. If I were to go to the big leagues... There's no way. There's not one Major League Baseball team. There's not one NHL team. There's not one NFL team. There's not any of those type of teams that would be like, yeah, let's go hire the minor league guy who did, uh, who ran revenue. No, you would have to go and like prove yourself in a department, and then you would have to grow in that department, and then you would have to then, you know, get to. Then you might be able to to do it once you're you know established for a while because. The things that happen at that level are a hell of a lot different than the things oh, that happen at I the mean, minor league level. It's like it's a, it's a different it's a different industry in the same industry, right? So it's like you've got to understand that. Yeah, no, it's just be it's be be <clears throat> realistic about like career changes are great if that's what you've come to. Go, the ahead, go for it, absolutely. But don't expect to be getting the executive title position because you've done something else for fifteen years. Like it's just not reality. You can go, like I said, startups, that's a great place to transition your career, I think. Like, they don't have 95,000 applicants trying to get in there with all qualifications because the startup is risky. 
So sometimes startups have to, to quote unquote settle for people they like or think that they could mold into the right role and be some multitask person. Fortune 500 companies, they're not hiring like test cases. They don't have to. Yeah, right. So just understand like that um, when you're doing the career change or now that people, I think a lot of people are going to have that discussion with themselves over the next couple months coming out of this is like, oh, you know what? Like maybe I don't want to do what I was doing because I had a chance to reflect on it. I don't love it. So, but you, the Woosocks aren't hiring the VP of HR who has never worked in HR. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, right. It doesn't, doesn't make <clears throat> sense. Like why would you do that? So it's just, again, just, just be strategic and talk through it. Use your network to get to the place that you want to be. And I'm all for the career change and you starting fresh and starting clean because you want to after coming out of this awful, awful year, especially if you had lost your job. But temper expectations and be be like applying to the jobs that you actually have a shot at versus just like throwing your hat into a needle with no experience to a team or a league that's very well established. That's it. Can I, can I, can I say that the hiccups are gone? Good. Just in time to end it. It's a big thing. I try. I've been one of those guys that uh, my Google search history has definitely been over dozens of times of how to get rid of the hiccups. It's all I get them bad. But it's I all like it's all like uh, mm. fake, like mothers. Of course, tales, it's all right? fake. Yeah, it's all uh, wives' tales. Wives' right? tales, mothers' Old tales, whoever the same thing. Um, but anyway, they're gone now. Deep breaths, hold it, and try to like. You know, congratulations. I guess <laughs> I can talk now without hiccuping, but I, don't know what I also to know sound. too, after I get the hiccups, uh, after I get the hiccups, I am like on the on eggshells waiting for the next one. It's just like coming in. It could happen like that. That's what it goes. Just, that was like with my headache for the past month. I was like, all right, it's good right now. When's it coming back? Yeah. Um, feeling better? Feeling great. Acupuncture, baby. Acupuncture. Eastern medicine. All right. Happy I opening day. Happy opening day, Happy everyone. opening day. It's welcome. a happy day. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I was going to say, like, so once things start to open back up a little bit and I'm able to do this, we're going to do some stuff to give away some Red Sox tickets on this podcast. Woo Sox tickets, too, I think. Come meet Rob. do that. Come meet Rob and Chris. Um, I'm feeling maybe by June we'll be able to do that, uh, hopefully. So, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to meet some of our listeners. Have a fun day at Fenway. We'll figure out a contest, how to give them away on social or something. Probably get sued idea. by Major League Baseball for IP right violations. I've given them enough money this year, they can they can pound sand. Um, <laughs> so, what a great term. I love the term pound sand. You can go pound sand. Whatever, who's ever pounded pound sand? sand? Who's ever pounded sand? Um, I've seen people pound rice. Rice, yes. For like a forearm workout. Like they put but it in like a big... Who's going to the beach and start... If, so if, if you walk by the beach and just saw something like... Beating on the sand, you'd be like, what you I would videotape it. Like, pound pound sand. sand. <laughs> Told that guy to go pound sand, he did. <laughs> All right, we're morons. Let's go. We are. See you. Later. <laughs>